to Answers May Vary. Each week, we listen to your dilemmas and try to come up with workable solutions you can put into place to start improving your teaching life today. I'm Kate Harkins. And I'm Stephanie Handley. And together with you, we're Three Heads. Today's dilemma. It's a writing dilemma, (laughs) as so many of them are. (laughs) I need to cover some of the basics of research, and I'm looking for a meaningful project to assign, but I have students who would struggle with a traditional research paper. Do you have any suggestions? I hear you. I struggled with research paper for a long time. As a student or a teacher? (laughs) As a teacher. Uh Uh-huh. I honestly would avoid it if I could. (laughs) For sure. It's hard enough to get them to write an off-the-cuff paper, Mm -hmm. much less the research process, and then constructing that into a paper and citing everything correctly. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I found it to be hard to find something where everyone was sort of on equal footing. Mm. Because if I tried to be really broad, Mm -hmm. then students would come up with research topics where like there wasn't really an opportunity for them to research in a way that would work for the structure of the assignment. And (laughs) when you have like, you know, 150 students doing a research paper, you can't be like, whatever. (laughs) Oh, you can't do research on the internet. You need to go talk to people about things. Oh, yes. Here is how you, I just, I know that that's probably the best practice, but it wasn't practical. So I found that to be really challenging. And then I found it challenging to have a more academic subject that like this person is struggling just to do the work. I can't get them to engage in writing an essay that would take a week or a class period. (laughs) Maybe it's because research is such an intrinsic motivation. It's your curiosity about a subject matter that gets you to go out and find information. Yeah. But if I wanted to pick something that everybody was interested in, (laughs) then I ran into that trouble of like, well, I need to have some structure to this. (laughs) Yeah. There's just so many skills involved. There's so much to teach about just number one, how to do research, Mm -hmm. how to find credible sources, Mm -hmm. how to take that information and not plagiarize. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you format your quotes? How do you format your essay? How do you format a work site? It's it's Mm -hmm. very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard because like, that's what you need when you're in college. But at the same time, when you have 40 kids in a class and five sections, it's just overwhelming. And then to think about grading, you know, 15 page research papers from all your students, it becomes really more than we can handle sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I was in school, you still would go to the library to do your research. (laughs) You didn't do it online. And then there was like making note cards. Who makes note cards? Right. You just write it on a piece of paper or you caught like now you don't even do that. You copy and paste it into something. And I just think the more information that is available to us, the harder it is to come up with a standard yeah. way to catalog that research, I guess. Yeah. Would be the rest well, it's word. true because I think about that and it's like, okay, well, yeah, would you need to do a whole bunch of lessons on finding credible sources when you're going to the library? No, you grab an encyclopedia and you do your work, <laughs> right. right? But here it's, well, here's where Wikipedia can be helpful. Here's where it's problematic. And then, mm-hmm. oh, is that who, wait, is that someone's blog? That's not as good mm-hmm. as if it's from a college, but oh, you can't understand it from a college. And like, but this quote on the blog was really good. How can you use it? It's mm-hmm. just so complex um, right. with the kind 
kinds of resources that are at our fingertips. Yeah, and you can't make the sweeping generalization. Right. The idea of like the blog is less valued than a college website. Sometimes colleges publish their students' work under the .edu. So it looks like it has the authority. And then a blog post could be done by an expert. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's really hard to say. You just don't have that yeah, you can say for sure. Yeah, and if even you're, news websites. Oh, now, it, who knows? In the time that we've been teaching, <laughs> yeah. the difference between a news website in like 2007 right. and a news website in 2022 not the same. Not the same. Well, then you got to be like, okay, well, did you find a liberal source? Did you find a conservative source? You're gonna need both. Like, <laughs> it's so it's hard. It's a lot, and it is. It it becomes this conundrum of do I give them the freedom? to find a topic that interests them, Mm -hmm. well, now it's the Wild West out there and I got to help 150 people with their individual project. Or, okay, well, I'm going to structure this so much that now I have to read 150 essays about the same topic. And like, that's torturous too. Yeah, we did that. (laughs) We sure did. It was rough. I mean, it was a pretty good way to teach the research format, but man, those papers get old. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, we had three different topics. Yes. But one of them wasn't very popular. (laughs) That's right. I thought it was interesting. I did too. (laughs) But it is really hard because in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think the point of the career research or not career research. I, that's where we're headed, guys. That's where we're headed. Um, the, the point of research, I see it as twofold. One is to be a, a critical consumer of information. Yeah. And two is can you follow directions? Yeah. Because so much of the research paper comes in the formatting yeah. of your sources and the formatting of your paper and that sort of thing. Oh my gosh, you guys, every single works cited page in college that I did, I learned it once and then I just copy pasted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like changed the words on every works cited after that. And so then I think like, okay, is a research paper the best way to teach somebody how yeah. to be a critical like consumer it's not and to follow directions <laughs> i don't know i don't know and like with mla formatting now there's all those automatic bibliography generators oh, are terrible but then none of them are in mla junk format in, junk out <laughs> oh, goodness. it's just it's just a nightmare out there <laughs> and then you have the ones where the website itself gives you the format. oh yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, but then that's not double space. (laughs) And then you get the actual, you just go straight to MLA, you get the directions. Mm -hmm. Not all websites have the same information. And (laughs) so we get why. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and now you would understand why. Maybe some years we skipped it. We we sure did. (laughs) (laughs) So as I spoiled for us before, we decided that career research yeah. was something that was I mean I don't want to say it's a happy medium because <laughs> is there any happy in a research paper I don't think there is but I think that we found it to be something that we could have an element of control over mm-hmm. so that we could have a format to and if you listen to the writing podcast in the episode previous to this, you'll know that we like to use very formulaic writing and having 
the Wild West of topics doesn't (laughs) allow for that. But also, it touched on a need that we saw, at least in the community that we serviced. But I think, I mean, I don't know. I think it's helpful for everyone. I think so. Is a sort of lack of understanding about careers yeah. in in general. Yeah. I think we have a tendency to think doctor, lawyer, lawyer. business. <laughs> business, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what kind of business? Just business. Just business. <laughs> Even, you know, what a student understands a teacher to be. We're noticing this a lot with our seniors. Our school had a senior project where they had to think about careers and future goals, as most schools do these days, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was concerning how many students really like didn't understand the job that they were saying they wanted Mm -hmm. to have. You know, you get the students who are going to be a brain surgeon, but they've got all D's in science, Mm -hmm. or you get the person who thinks they're going to get a four-year degree in flight attendant, and that's not a thing that exists. And I think it was it's troubling, especially when you've got colleges that are so competitive now Mm -hmm. that really you need to have had an idea of what maybe you wanted to do a few years before senior year and be able to- Yeah, let's not even talk about how wrong that is. That's a whole other issue, but yes, but it's like the more that they can be aware of these Mm -hmm. things before the end of their senior year saying, I wanted to be a lawyer. turns out it's a lot of paperwork and I'm not interested in that. (laughs) Yeah. So I think just in terms of exposure to different things, I think it's a good project it's a project that can be scaled to different levels really well. We've, yes. We've done it with a standard level class. We've also done it with honors. And with our standard level class, we told them the website to go to and mm-hmm. we structured the assignment based on the headings and links available mm-hmm. through that website. But with our honors students, we included that website and then they were also supposed to find mm-hmm. an additional one on their own. And mm-hmm. so it's nice because it lends itself well to students of a variety of ability levels. Yeah. So we're just going to, we don't usually get into the weeds of the nitty gritty <laughs> of an assignment in the podcast. And we're, we're not going to super that here. do that here, but we will go over just our sort of template yeah. so you can see how it enabled a structured assignment to come out of it. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, what career would you be interested <laughs> in? Go out and research that career. If you want to have control over what resources students are using just because you know they're going to be overwhelmed if you yeah. just say research, research anything. <laughs> so for our lower levels students, we would say for the purpose of this assignment, mm-hmm. we're going to say any career that you choose requires you to go to mm. school. So it's not a career that requires only an apprenticeship. Right. Or only a diploma from high school. Right. And we said that doesn't mean that we don't think that there (laughs) is value is value in those types of careers or that those are not worth pursuing or we we were making no value judgment on it. We made that very clear. We just said just for the purpose of this assignment so that we can make sure you hit every point you need to, we're just for argument's sake. Yes. 
yeah. stick to this. And I mean, we had a we had a low study skills group one year that mm-hmm. we went ahead and we removed that requirement. Yeah. And, and, you know, we um, kind of tailored to your different audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing that we asked them to do was describe the career. Again, as Stephanie said, sometimes students are not really clear yeah. on what that career actually entails. And then the next thing we asked them to do was to look at the typical tasks. And this was something that came out of that senior project (laughs) where students would have these aha moments of, because in their project, they also had to do a sort of like a job shadowing type thing. And they were like, I didn't know you had to do X, (laughs) Y, Z, or that the majority of your time was spent doing this. Uh So always paperwork. It was was always like, I thought I'd be doing surgery all day and the doctor sat at a desk and filled out files. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing is related careers. Mm -hmm. And this was to sort of broaden it up for, especially for those students who maybe wouldn't be four-year bound to see, okay, well, how does this career relate to other careers that may not necessarily require the same level of education? What are maybe the differences of those? And I think for the kids who maybe, would they hear doctor and they don't realize there's also research, there's all Mm -hmm. these other medical-related jobs Mm -hmm. besides just being a doctor or a surgeon. Yeah. Another one that came straight out of that senior project (laughs) was academic knowledge. And the website that we used, which we'll include linked in the show notes, would say, you know, if in school you are very interested Mm -hmm. in this subject, this subject, this subject, students who have those interests tend to be people Mm -hmm. who pursue this career. Again, then you don't have somebody who's getting D's in biology wanting to be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) This one varied based on what group we were working Mm -hmm. with, but uh, sometimes we would have them see if the website said what a common major is Mm -hmm. for that job. We would have them go out of the website to a college and like learn what that major is. Mm -hmm. Because again, we want them to see how there are more majors than you think of. Mm -hmm. We want them to see, oh, well, if this is the job I'm going to, this is what I'm going to have to study. Am I interested in that? Mm -hmm. And this was something that we did with our honors students, but we had them research or not not quite research, but based on the information on the website, what could they do at our school? It was freshman honors. So, you know, they're yeah. just figuring out the school. And so we would have them kind of make inferences. Well, what what clubs do we have on our campus mm-hmm. that you could be a part of? Mm-hmm. What, what classes could you take at our school? And so it was kind of a neat way to help them see, oh, I could work toward this even now. Yeah. Another thing that sort of all grouped together yeah. <laughs> was looking at education level. So, so what level of education did you need and about how many years did that take? Mm-hmm. Lots of times students have a tendency to think of college as four years yes. and that's as long as it takes to get anything that right. requires college. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? There's also medical school and residency. and <laughs> Then also looking at the salary and we would often have them compare that to the cost of living for where we live. Um, Disappointing for many of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, for nearly every job. I think this in part came from when I was advising your book, I was listening to some students doing one of those economics projects mm-hmm. where they had to like figure out if they could live Do on a budget. Yeah. yeah. And I was listening to them and they're like, okay, so we're fresh out of college, we're going to get a house and all of us are going to have our own room and we're not going to share a bathroom. And I just started <laughs> laughing out loud. And I was like, you guys don't even know you're going to be like three people in a bedroom. And <laughs> I was like, they, they need a reality check here. <laughs> And then we also asked them to look at the potential for growth in that field. Is it something that we're going to have a greater need for in the future or we're going to have less of a need Mm -hmm. for in the future? Again, should that be something that determines whether or not you pursue something that you're passionate about? Absolutely not. But it is something good to have an idea of. It's helpful to know that you're not all going to probably be professional actors, singers, and athletes. I think that it's helpful to know that's a very competitive (laughs) uh, potential career choices. (laughs) But I think even if you look at the teaching profession, if you look at the need for math and science teachers as opposed to the need for social studies, English. If you look at the need for foreign language Mm -hmm. teachers and in what foreign language, foreign language, how many people are going into this field? If it's something that not a lot of people are going into and you're passionate about it, then by all means go for it. Yeah. But if, if the market is flooded and <laughs> there are not a lot of places for you to be able to teach this subject, then maybe you need to reflect on if there's some other way you could accomplish yeah. the same or thing. Or do you need to double major so you have mm-hmm. options? When you We also are. had them research skills that are helpful to have at that job. Yeah. And it was kind of cool because they would have things that were, you know, they'd have a lot of reading and writing ones and things like that. But they also had things like manual dexterity, mm-hmm. um, really good balance. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of cool to having them notice like, oh, hey, I'm good at that. It's not necessarily all academic that can help you to be successful in these fields. Yeah, one of our classes, somebody wanted to be a barber and it was talking about a steady hand and I have a tremor and they were like, <laughs> not the job for you. <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> and then some years they would do a program with the counselors where they did like an interest profile. Mm-hmm. Some years they didn't, but there was also kind of a category for interests. And so mm-hmm. again, it's like, does this job fit with what you're actually interested interested in in. and just trying to help them kind of see that match there a little bit. I think that's especially helpful when you have students or you're working with a population where parents have Mm -hmm. a strong hand in what a student is going to be pursuing (laughs) as a career. I think it's helpful. Yeah. To have that opportunity, like what are your interests and how do they line up with yeah, the interests of somebody in this profession? Yeah. And then we did always like to include to varying degrees, depending on the level of the students, mm-hmm. some sort of conclusion where mm-hmm. the question was this is your project. We're not looking for any specific answer, but yeah. based on the information you found, would you want to pursue this job? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we were like, you can say yes or no. It doesn't matter. The whole point is to yeah. kind of learn more about it and like, is this something that you would be interested in? Mm-hmm. I feel like the results were like 50-50. 
Yeah. Which that's fine. Yeah. Because you're in high school. Yeah. You didn't invest any no. money in this no. career. You're just researching it. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, again, as I believe Kate said in a different podcast, um, let's not even get into the like unfairness of that. I mean, I'm 38 and changed my career. So <laughs> just talking to my parents about how an entirely different major would have been helpful had I known. What an English major can do anything. <laughs> so I think what we found with this was that it had that engaging element of a student-directed research paper mm-hmm. because they chose the career, yeah. with, you know, like we said, with some levels of students in order to set them up for success right. as opposed to let them flounder right. on their own, we would say choose a career within this parameter, parameter, um, which was basically like, <laughs> as long as you can find it on this website right. and you can answer Includes all, all the information, <laughs> you're good. That there is some student interest in buy-in mm-hmm. and they're curious yeah. about the profession. And I think what was, I don't know, I mean, we've got a couple of things that were helpful. I think it was also great in terms of research because we could just focus on the skills. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't writing a paper. So we set aside all of the whole essay component and the writing component and weaving things together. And it was much more about the following directions, mm-hmm. using a website correctly. I don't think you said that we do this as a presentation, did I? like a Google Slides oh, so we did this as Google Slides. <laughs> I uh, I realized we left something else out too. So we didn't do it as a paper. We did it as Google Slides, which they're terrible at making those too. So there's a lot for them to learn in terms of aesthetics on a Google Slide. But we also would include like a works cited slide as well. So they're still getting, okay, here's how you format a works cited. Here's how you cite something. Um, especially I think when we did it with honors, we required them to include quotations because that was something we were working on a lot with them. So we could focus on the skills that are unique to research instead of like, all the skills inherent in writing where you're like, oh my gosh, this is too much and I'm overwhelmed. But I think what was also really cool about the project was also those students who found a job they never would have thought of. I remember student, like we discovered like an art therapist where Mm -hmm. you're using art to help people process their trauma. Like Mm -hmm. if you're interested in art, that's a whole other option besides Mm -hmm. just becoming an artist, which is Mm -hmm. maybe out of reach for some of us. Yeah. Myself included. <laughs> Depending on your class, mm-hmm. as well as the time that you can allot to this, you can have your students present what they learn to their classmates in person and mm-hmm. practice those presentation skills. We also, when we didn't have the time to mm-hmm. devote to doing those presentations in class, we had students record them, which Again, a whole other set of skills, which is very helpful to learn how to record Uh a presentation. And we had them post them. I I believe we had them posted on Padlet. Padlet. And students had to watch a certain number of videos and they had to respond to a certain number of videos. I think we gave them sentence structures for those because that (laughs) is our jam. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it... lets students be exposed to more than just their own career research. They also get to learn about other careers as well. And I would encourage you if you do something where they are presenting or doing it on a Padlet, you might want to limit the number of students per class who can pick the same career, which on the one hand seems frustrating for them sometimes, but on the other hand, it's actually really good because it forces them to actually find a list of multiple Mm -hmm. things they'd be interested. Some of our honors students really had to like deep dive very specific specific careers related to their field of interest. Um, Otherwise, you end up with 
a lot of presentations about the exact same topics. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting that our lower level students who we were assuming would pick similar careers, yeah. we had almost no case where a student like ran out of options. Yeah. And the honors class, they picked very few careers and ran out of their options uh -huh. very quickly. So I don't know if they didn't believe we were actually going <laughs> to hold them to the number of people who could choose a certain <laughs> career or if they were actually the ones who were not as open-minded yeah. as others. Each year we did it, and we did it several years and with different levels of classes. Yeah. And so we got to tweak it and change it yeah. each time. It was always interesting to see what students took away from And it. I always learned something. Oh, yeah. There's always a job I'd never heard of before. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But they always talk to you about the career as though you know every detail uh -huh. about it. <laughs> So we hope that gave you some ideas or something to think about. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a dilemma you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hello at threeheads.works. If you want to be notified of our next upload, be sure to follow us. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.